0: Music can change the world because it can change people. So spoke Bono, the lead vocalist of the band U2. Hello everyone, I'm Adabani, 13 years old, and I've been singing since I was almost an infant. Welcome to the pilot episode of Rotations and Revolutions. When I first had the idea for this project, uh, I had a lot of different questions running through my mind. But there was something common to all of them. They were all about music. We know music affects us, whether we're making it or listening to it. But have you ever thought about whether it can help people heal together? Can it bring an attitudinal change in them? Can it be responsible for revolutions? And can it reignite passion in dormant fires? That's such a dramatic thing to say. <laughs> um, so. We'll be looking into all of these questions and exploring how music is a powerful tool that brings people from all walks of life together, changes mindsets, and transcends boundaries. There are so many different ways in which the term social change can be used, right? So One of them is in the context of identities, which is all the rage in Generation Z's era. (laughs) The fact that gender is a social construct is being acknowledged big time. And people loving people, regardless of their sex, is being given attention and encouraged. Music, uh, which is a method of healing and often an escape for today's generation, has naturally has a huge role to play. So, Some of 21st century American pop's most famed vocalists, including Troy Sivan, Sam Smith, uh, Girl in Red and Kehlani, are openly homosexual. And most of Girl in Red's songs are about relationships or intimacy with girls. Here is one of her songs, simply titled Girls. As you heard, this song also briefly touches upon the LGBTQ community's fear of becoming social outcasts once their sexuality is revealed to the world. Now let's talk about another aspect of this community. Sweater Weather, a song by rock band The Neighborhood, is something of an anthem for those in Generation Z who identify as bisexual. The most curious thing is that none of the lyrics allude to or mention my sexuality. However, there are c- concrete reasons for this community to feel a connect to the song. So there's a strong focus on the nominal sweater and at one point the singer says, let me hold both your hands in the holes of my sweater. As the song goes on, this is continually contrasted with goosebumps, cold and outside it starts to pour. The contrast between the relationship's comfortable warm closeness and the cold outside is somehow representative of the fact that people of the LGBTQ community have long been gathering and celebrating their love, despite how harsh, unforgiving, So sexual preferences are being recognized throughout the world but there's another aspect of identities that has a little less recognition that of ethnic identities Uh, the united states is one of the most highly populated countries in the world with 14.4 percent of its residents being immigrants as of 2015. one such person is american japanese pop singer mitsuki who moved to the us from japan at the age of 18. Her songs about love, empowerment and finding oneself amidst chaos connect strongly to the minds of teenagers today, including many of my own friends. I tell you, I've seen so many Instagram stories of people posting Mitski lyrics or themselves vibing to Mitski. Her 2016 single, Your Best American Girl, is about trying to be the best American girl for the ultimate American boy she is in love with. Amidst the verses of, you have so much to do, and I have nothing ahead of me, that express feelings of inferiority and a longing to be more stereotypically American, the chorus finds self-acceptance and a rueful acknowledgement of the fact that she couldn't help trying to be your best American girl. Mitski captures perfectly what it is to know that you are an outsider for a community and wanting to be part of that community and its cultures despite this. Here is a small snippet of the song. The songs you just heard are so beautiful, aren't they? It's magical how songs have different interpretations for everyone, despite what their original meanings were. Um, Though I've talked a little bit about preferences and identities here, for the rest of my show we'll be focusing on music changing people in the context of rights, and how it helped people recognize and stand up for them in different settings. First, let's address the question of what are rights? According to the Oxford English Dictionary, rights are legal, social, or ethical principles of entitlement. Uh, In layman's terms, this means that rights are basically rules that tell us what is owed to or permitted to people, according to either a legal body or human ethics. Um, There have been incidents throughout the distant and recent past where our right to rights has been violated, and we have fought back with strength and purpose each and every time. We've come together and talked, eaten together, danced together, and sung songs of hope and joy. Music has more often than not been the center of peaceful protests and helped to unite people. Over the next few episodes, you will see many such occurrences. One of the most widely known examples of people fighting for their rights is the civil rights movement, the center of which was the US in the 60s. It was a mass protest against racial segregation and injustice towards the African-American community, and was the nucleus of a musical revolution. The R&B and soul styles of music first became popular during this time. We will be discussing examples of this in depth in later episodes. Another very strong example, though less known than the one above, is people asserting their rights over tyrannical governments or orders. When Pakistan was under the presidentship of General Zia ul Haq, it went through a period of social oppression. So, this included a heavy repression of journalists and the press, the shutting down of protests, and the imprisonment of rape victims on the pretext of having engaged in adultery. An Urdu poem by composer Faiz Ahmad Faiz, titled Hamde Khinge or We Shall See became widely sung and celebrated after popular ghazal singer Iqbal Banu released a musical version of it. Here is a snippet of the song. आज़िम है कि हम भी देखेंगे, हम देखेंगे वो दिन This song has regained popularity in our own country in recent times, by the way. We'll see how and why very soon. Now, before I spill all the deets about everything mentioned here, I must say goodbye for the moment. Hope you all enjoyed this intro to the fun little expedition that we'll have in the coming episodes. There is so much more that we are going to explore within as well as outside of what we just discussed. Get ready to take a deep dive into history, music, people and their minds. This is Ada signing off.